Live from the College of Communication, Arts, and Sciences at Michigan State University, it is now time to go beyond the X's and the O's with WKAR's Current Sports. You want to go after an athlete? One of my athletes? Come after me! I'm a man! I'm 40! My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. Well, I'm the best corner in the game. When you try me with a star receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. Yes, did I express to them I was mad? I was furious. Just furious. I know my wife will at least shot fake one time. We're talking about practice, not a game. And I told our players, you need to be more like a dog. We don't need a bunch of cats in here. Looking in the mirror. Do I look good? I got my extra bands on. I got my other shoes on. Be a dog. We don't need no meows. We don't need no cat. Here's your host, L. Martin. Welcome to this Tuesday edition of WKAR's Current Sports. That's right, it is August 3rd, 2021, and I really hope your week is off to a great start. It certainly is here on WKAR's Current Sports. I'm feeling good, folks. I'm feeling great. It is a beautiful day here in the greater Lansing area. I mean, it's supposed to be like 77 degrees, uh, a few clouds in the sky, but mostly sunny. I'm loving this. I am absolutely loving this, and I hope you guys are too, because, of course, it is August, and pretty soon, the leaves will start falling on the ground, and the weather will start to get a little bit chillier outside, and I tell you what, though, what that does, Mark, is the start of football, right? That's right. That means that football is right around the corner, but let's not get there just yet. Let's enjoy these nice, beautiful, warm, sunny days. All right. On today's current sports, we've got a great show coming your way. All right. And and I will be welcoming one of my favorite guests here on current sports. Her name is L. Quinn Lincoln Keon. She is the executive director at Habitat for Humanity of Clinton County, as well as Gratiot County. And, you know, we have L. Quinn on every single year to talk about the Bike to Build event, which has really become a staple here in our local mid-Michigan community. And it will be returning, actually, this Saturday for its 12th year. That's right. 12th year, folks, and you know, I'll be giving you all the details. L. Quinn will give you all the details on, on how you can be a part of it. Uh, it's a $35 entry fee, and you know, that moolah will be going towards Habitat for Humanity and all of what they do throughout this entire rest of 2021. And you know, uh, uh, specifically, you know, these proceeds further the mission of providing safe decent and affordable housing to people in need through its house building, critical home repair, and wheelchair ramp programs. 
So L. Quinn Lincoln Keon will be my guest for today's current sports. But before I welcome L. Quinn to the show virtually, um, I do want to touch upon a few things. I, I want to touch upon a few things that is that, that that is happening right now that is moving and grooving in in the local sporting world and beyond. Um, I do want to let you guys know that there will be a Meet the Spartans event this year. Now, I must say, it's going to be very different from what we are normally accustomed to because of, of course, the Delta variant. That's right. COVID-19 continues to be a, a problem. Let's just call it like it is. And there are many unvaccinated people that have really driven this fourth wave that we are experiencing here in this country. So it's still causing a problem. I, you know, I, I read a story today that uh, New York is actually going to have you prove that you are vaccinated in order to enter restaurants, gyms and other public spaces. So, you know, uh, right now our country is trying to drive vaccinations up so that we can get back to a sense of normalcy out there. But, you know, this Delta variant is highly contagious. Uh, To give you guys a heads up, I will be out on Thursday, Friday of this week, and then on Monday and Tuesday of next week. I'll actually be taking a family trip, our first family trip in more than a year. But I'll be taking a family trip out to Las Vegas uh, during those those days, and uh, we, we're already having discussions about what we need to do. Uh, everybody's vaccinated, thanks, thank goodness. But you know, we're already having discussions about okay, how we can further protect ourselves while we're out there. You know, wearing masks at all times and making sure that um, you know we're hand sanitizing all the time, and, and, and so on and so forth. So, but we are living in, in, in just a, 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 a still a wild time, still in the midst of this pandemic. And uh, but we're still trying to get back to some kind of normalcy. So I want to let you guys know that the 18th annual Meet the Spartans event is now scheduled. Mark your calendars for August 23rd. That's right. Michigan State football fans of all ages invited to attend what will be the 18th annual Meet the Spartans event. And uh, again, that will take place on Monday, August 23rd. From 6 to 7.30 p.m. It's a free event. Uh, It will feature an opportunity to watch the team practice in Spartan Stadium. And uh, the gates will open at 5.30 p.m. Parking is also free. Uh, Fans can purchase $1 menu items at the South Concession Stands. Uh, That includes fountain drinks, bottled water, hot dogs, popcorn, smoke stack sliders, cotton candy, and snow cones. That sounds great. Uh, and the MSU cheerleaders and dance team, along with Sparty, will be on hand for the event. And um, also, uh, in addition, corporate partners with MSU Athletics will be on site uh, doing giveaways as well. All right. Uh, for health and safety concerns, though, this is the, the the element that that won't be a part of this year's Meet the Spartans due to, of course, the pandemic. But for health and safety concerns, there will not be any autograph or photo opportunities with the players at the event. So please take note of that. Again, you will not be able to take photos. 
you will not be able to to get an autograph signed uh, by any of your your favorite Spartans this year. So please take note of that. Know that that will not be going down. Uh, but the 18th annual Meet the Spartans will still be going down, uh, with the exception of 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 that added layer that we see every single year. All right. So I wanted to pass that along to you guys. Uh, other stories that are that are really catching my eye right now. I want to let you guys know that. Nick Saban, former Michigan State coach, of course, now the head coach of the uh, Alabama Crimson Tide college football program, longtime head coach there, uh, arguably the greatest college football coach of all time. Well, he has signed a new $84.8 million contract. Uh, that that's that's pretty incredible, right? Uh, again, $84.8 million. So. I don't even want to hear any gripe about this new era that we're in where the players can cash in on different sponsorship opportunities and can get paid finally off of their name, image, and likeness. Uh, if the head coach is getting paid that much, the players who make it happen on the football field, yeah, they, they deserve some cheese too. So want to let you guys know that. Now have further thoughts, again, due to today's interview with L. Quinn. Uh, I'll have further thoughts on that probably tomorrow. Okay, folks. Um, and I want to let you guys know that ex-Wolverines men's basketball stars Duncan Robinson and Tim Hardaway Jr. have agreed to big deals in the NBA free agency world. There's a lot of moving and grooving going on in NBA free agency as this this always happens, right? In the NBA offseason, it's always like, okay, what's the latest news? There, there are so many moves taking place. It's so hard to keep up. You know, I always just say, all right, let these moves take place. And, and, and when it's all said and done, I'll, I'll digest it then. Because every single day, it's like a whirlwind. You know, this player's going there. This player's reuni- reuniting with this player. Oh, there's a new super team there. I mean, it's it's crazy. But, you know, shortly after free agency opened, um, Duncan Robinson agreed to a five-year, check this, five-year $90 million contract to remain with the Miami Heat. The deal is the largest ever for an undrafted player and includes an early termination option in the fourth year. How crazy is that? Duncan Robinson, former Michigan basketball star Duncan Robinson, signs the biggest NBA contract for an undrafted player. Ever. Wow. And Tim Hardaway Jr., also cashed in big. So again, Robinson, not the only Wolverine to cash in big. Tim Hardaway Jr. has agreed to a four-year, $72 million deal to re-sign with the Dallas Mavericks. That's incredible. That is incredible. Uh, They have both carved out nice careers in the NBA. Uh, The 27-year-old Robinson, he broke into the league with the Miami Heat in 2018, played sparingly as a rookie, but now he's solidified a starting role the past two years. And he's also the fastest player in NBA history to hit 500 career three-pointers and also set Miami's franchise record with 270 made triples in 2019-2020. Shot about 45% from beyond the arc, which is really, really, really good. And then meanwhile, Hardaway, who was 29 years old, He's averaged more than 15 points in each of his past six seasons with the past three spin in Dallas. He averaged a career high three point triples last season 
while scoring 16.6 points per game. So Hardaway and Duncan Robinson cashing in at the next level. That is awesome, awesome to see. Uh, you, you love seeing players who play college hoops, regardless for whatever squad, you know, Michigan, Michigan State, you know, Grand Valley, Oakland. I don't care. I just like seeing that at the next level because that, that's awesome stuff. And it's proof that, hey, college hoops here in the state of Michigan is in a very, very healthy, healthy place. All right. Uh, also, the Detroit Pistons have signed veteran center Kelly Olenek to a three-year deal. Um, that vet has had stops in Boston, Miami, and Houston. I really like that move. Again, it's very rare. Uh, I, I have not seen a move that I have questioned coming from the great basketball mind that is Trey Weaver. Okay. And hey, Simone Biles returned to competition. You know, I, I was up late. I, I watched the United States men's basketball team uh, do away with Spain who was actually, uh, well, was actually the second-ranked team in in hoops this year at the Tokyo Games, uh, the 2020 Tokyo Olympics. So I, I watched that. That tip-off was around 12.40, so I stayed up for that. And then I, I got about three hours of sleep, and I set my alarm for 5 a.m. so that I could wake up and watch Simone Biles compete uh, on the beam. That's right. She returned to competition and she will leave Tokyo with another medal. And uh, she had a, you know, she competed on the beam. She did a great job on the balance beam. Uh, and, and it was it was a little nerve wracking because we, we know, you know, we know Simone has gone through a lot. You know, she has decided to to sit out of just about every event with the exception of this uh, this this beam uh, balance beam event due to looking out for her mental health. So, you know, when she, when she got up there on the beam, you know, I was a little bit nervous, you know, just, just seeing how she was going to handle it. But she was a pro. She was awesome. And uh, she won the bronze medal. She she uh, drilled a slightly altered routine. And, uh, you know, but, but you know, she, she, she was great. She was awesome. And... Uh, China actually took home the gold and the silver. Uh, I, I think, you know, uh, for, for the, for the young lady who, who, uh, who won gold, she had a more difficult routine and performed it pretty much flawlessly throughout, throughout its entirety. Um, but you know, Biles taking home a medal, you know, to, to now tie for the most medals of all time in women's gymnastics is uh or american gymnastics in general is pretty awesome uh biles earned her seventh career olympic medal with that bronze and tied shannon miller for the most by an american in gymnastics so uh just just awesome stuff also suny lee of the u.s she competed she finished fifth and lee won three medals in tokyo including silver in the team final and bronze on the uneven bars. So that that's what I did. You know, and, and I, I have one complaint. I want to say this. NBC, you gotta do better moving forward. Because, you know, my, my stepdad, I, I worked out, you know, around like eleven thirty at night. And I knew that that well honestly I didn't know. Um he reminded me, my stepdad reminded me that hey the United States men's basketball team is playing at twelve forty, but he couldn't find the channel. So as soon as I, I got done working out, he texted me saying, hey, do you know what channel the United States men's basketball team is on? 
And I went to USA because it said on the guide, men's basketball, United States men's basketball team uh, taking on Spain. And then I turn it on and it's water polo. So I'm like, oh gosh, okay, well, let me do some more digging. And and going on Twitter and then looking up the schedule on ESPN, I saw that they were being streamed on Peacock, which is the online streaming service linked to NBC. And yes, you have to pay for Peacock. So that's how you had to watch the United States men's basketball game against Spain. How annoying. How annoying, right? I've already been complaining about how... When it comes to some of the the, the main events that, that take place, I don't care how early they are. NBC doesn't air them live, but they do air them live, but it's on Peacock. A, a, a money grab. I, I mean, that's just not that's just not good customer service, man. That's just not that's not fair to Americans out there who are trying to watch the Olympics. Um, which should be a free event because you it's patriotic, right? You're trying to support your country and, and, and tune in for these amazing athletes, but you gotta you gotta subscribe to a streaming service and pay money to to NBC. Come on, dude, that that is totally totally wrong. Um, and then you know, and I hate how they don't air it on TV. You got to go to Peacock to watch it, but then they re-air it like it's live, even though we already know what happened in the 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 twenty four hour news cycle that we live in today. We already know what happened because of social media and other outlets breaking the story. NBC, you you gotta you gotta rethink how you're doing this because you are really you, you're really ticking off a lot of people. Simple as that. All right, so that's off my chest. I vented a little bit about that uh, on my social media pages this morning. <laughs> All right, folks, I want to get to our guest for today's current sports. Now, again, bike to build is coming to the Greater Lansing area. This Saturday, and this is just an event that that is just just awesome, just awesome stuff. A way to get out, be active, while also raising money for Habitat for Humanity, uh, providing housing for those that need it. And um, L. Quinn Lincoln Keon is the executive director at Habitat for Humanity of Clinton and Gratiot County. She does one amazing job. I spoke to her today to talk about this remarkable event. Enjoy this. I first off want to start off by um, acknowledging what this this crazy past year has been like in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic. What was it like for you personally and also for Habitat for Humanity? Well, I can tell you personally, it's very scary because um, being immune compromised, um, I had a lot of concerns about, um, you know, the, um, the way that this was so easily transmitted. Um, so we took a lot of protocols here at the store and in our offices and at our builds everywhere to be as safe as possible, not just for myself, but for every volunteer, for every potential homeowner, for every wheelchair ramp person that we built for every critical home repair and so on. So, um, and, you know, professionally, we had to close the restore for a couple of months. Um, that was difficult. That's the first time I've ever had to lay people off. Um, mm. So, you know, there have been some financial struggles. Um, there have been some difficulties because 
um, many of our volunteers said, oh, I'm not going to chance it. And I don't blame them, you know. So mm-hmm. we have limited resources, um, both financially and people-wise. But we've we've had a lot of good things happen and a lot of people rally around us at the same time. So um, it's been a difficult year and a half, um, but it's also been full of just as many blessings as well. I bet. I know it's it's been bittersweet on a lot of different fronts. And, um, you know, I have to ask El Quinn, you know, uh, how because how, I've been I've been seeing so many stories on the housing market and how right now it is really changed and it's it's not really affordable. Can, can you touch upon that? And 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 in relation to how uh, this is made your job more difficult or maybe helped you guys? I don't know. Um, No, it definitely didn't help us. Um, The housing costs created a situation where we decided not to build a house this year because we could not do it affordably. Um, Mm -hmm. So we've put that on a back burner. So what we are doing is critical home repairs and wheelchair ramps. So, uh, so far this year, I think we've already done um, four critical home repairs and three wheelchair ramps. So, Um, that's where we've, that's where we've kind of fit our niche in to be able to do things affordably and still, um, meet the needs of, you know, keeping people in their homes as long as they can. So, um, you know, so that housing matters. We know that we know more than anything else, housing matters, um, in the age of COVID. Because if you have to, if you have to be at home, you want your home to be safe and decent and affordable. That is so true. And, and El Quinn, you know, you, you know, firsthand personally, because you see it day in and day out doing what you do, how this pandemic, how the housing market ha- has affected the public negatively. Can you kind of just give us some, some insight into that? Because I think we get so caught up in our own little bubble worlds, in our own little uh, own lives, right? Where, where we, we, where a lot of us may have a roof over our head and don't have to worry about, you know, where we're going to sleep at night. And, and we've got a, a stable job and have been able to keep a job throughout the pandemic. But you see the opposite end of that spectrum. Can you kind of give us some insight into what you have seen this past year and how difficult it has been for a lot of people out there? Um, sure. You know, I, I think there's a twofold to this. There's the positives of the people who have recognized how important housing is that have sort of come out of the woodwork and said, we need to make this more important in our community. So that's been a really good thing. Um, But then the second part of that is, um, you know, in the last two years, we haven't been able to have our major gala because, you know, we can't have that many people in a building. So we miss opportunities to be able to talk about why housing is important, why housing matters and and what it matters to the family. It's not, you know, the bottom line is, is we're finding out it's not just a roof over your head. It's not just you know, having a a decent place to sleep. But in a world of a pandemic, it's a place where your kids pretend you have to live in an apartment and you have to work from home and you have to communicate and you live in a two bedroom apartment with kids. You know, so Mm. having a backyard is essential. Having a, a, a larger place where people can go and you can say, you need to stay in these five rooms and I'm going to be locked in here for an hour for a meeting. Um, we see how important that housing is. And, and then the other component to that is 
a lot of the people that we serve, and I always say Habitat serves the people that take care of the people that we love. These are the CNAs. These are the people that are, you know, we found that essential workers are typically the lowest paid people in, in, you know, in the cycle. These are the people that Habitat caters to and that we work with and that we look for to be able to change their lives. And we know that housing changes lives, not just for this immediate family, but for generations to come. Mm, so well said, L. Quinn. And, and yeah, that, that puts things in perspective, right? The essential workers are, are usually those who aren't getting paid the moolah. Uh, it says a lot about our country and where we need to go. Um, and they're endangering their lives much more than we've had to because mm-hmm. we can work from home. And, you know, the person flipping burgers at McDonald's can't. And the person that's taking care of my grandmother at a nursing home can't. You know what I'm saying? So it's mm-hmm. those people who are on the front lines you know, they're making food in a nursing home. They're, they're driving a bus for school kids. You know, these are our essential workers that we need to say, you guys are just as important as anybody else on this planet, and you deserve simple, decent, and affordable housing. Yes, and that is why the work you guys are doing is so, so appreciated, so important in our community. And before I dive into to Bike to Build, El Quinn, uh, when, when do you think we will see the the housing market become more affordable if you had to you know i don't know maybe just just put on your thinking cat real quick here and just just give a guess when when, when do you think that will be it's really hard to say because um we're still at that you know everyone was at that just in time inventory and then all of a sudden they couldn't do just in time and so everybody you know it's that supply and demand thing so once the the supply starts to build back up once we're able to get back to work and our factories are able to get back to work and we're able to import things and we're being able to visit countries again. Um, that's when we're going to see things fall again. Um, and as far as like the existing housing market, and we've seen like that explode again. Um, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a financial guru guy, but uh, everybody that I talk to says we may be in for another housing crash if if we don't take control of the way that the housing market is exploding. I, I keep hearing the same thing, El Quinn. You know, I have a I have a good friend of mine, um, actually my, my college roommate who's who's big into real estate now and, and he keeps every time I talk to him because he owns a lot of properties in the Detroit area now mm-hmm. and uh, he's doing some really great philanthropic work. I want to mention that as well. But you know, he keeps telling me that Al, we may be seeing oh eight happen again. And I'm like, really? Wow. And it's, yeah. it's it, I, every time he says it, I'm like, man, you got to be kidding me. Then I turn on the news and I see I see what he's talking about. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, but you know what? You talk about, you know, um, uh, markets exploding, though. And, and one market that did incredibly well and is continuing to do incredibly well throughout this pandemic is biking. The, the, the biking market it exploded during the pandemic. I think a lot of people, you know, working from home and, and being remote or a lot of people uh, just trying to to save a buck because of, of the state of what, where the economy is and uh, and was, of course, during the, the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, decided to hop on a bike uh, as, as a means of, of transportation, but also as a means to to stay in shape as well, instead of just sitting around the house all day. And um, I was well, actually... just to get out of the house. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right. Just to get out of... Because I actually... I, I tried. I remember it hit me. I tried to get a bike. It was like, um, I want to say 
like near the end of last summer, I'm like, you know what? I need a bike because I, I work out all the time, but I'm like, you know, I just want to get out the house. I'm working at home every single day. And I remember I went online. I could not find one bike that was in stock. I thought it was going to be easy. Then I went to the, to the local, um, you know, uh, the local store around, yeah. yeah, the bike shop around where I live. They were all sold out. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And I go online and all of these stories about how the biking industry has just ballooned. Can you, can you touch upon that and, 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 and how that has just really exploded this past year? Well, yeah, it's, you know, it's been pretty wonderful as people have discovered um, the amazingness that we have here in Michigan. That's trails, that's bike lanes. We are, we in Michigan, for the most part, are starting to make a priority. Um, every time that you start to see roads be repaved and, and new things happen, they're creating a bike lane as well. So we are making Michigan very bike friendly. Um, and then with the pandemic, with kids being home, with, you know, parents being home, you know, everybody's got to get out of the house. And what's the best way? Let's get on a bike. Let's put our helmets on. Let's get on a bike and let's just go explore. And the fresh air has been really good for people. <laughs> and the fresh air helps um, with some of that depression that's that some people have had because they've been cooped up in the house for so long. So um, it's, it's been really wonderful. And I think the bike shops have been super helpful with, you know, if you're looking for this kind of riding, this is the kind of bike you would look at. This is the kind of, um, you know, accessories you might need. Um, you know, what you want to do is you want to make sure that you go, you know, go ride with the traffic, that you always wear a helmet, that you signal correctly, you know, that you would adhere to all of the, the roadways um, rules. Um, and so the more that we educate not only bicyclists, new and old, but, but motorists to what the rules are of, of cyclists, the better we are, all are and we'll live in har harmony together. <laughs> yes. And, you know, and that is that is such a, a challenge and has been a challenge, you know, and the, and the story I'm referring to that really caught my eye uh, was done by Real Sports with Bryant Gumble as uh, as Mary Carrillo did a really good job of just talking about um, it's a story entitled Bike Wars. I encourage anybody out there, if you have an HBO subscription, check it out. But they talk about the bike boom. And and, you know, it, it's taken the world by storm during the pandemic, not just here in America, but again, across the, the world, folks, mm. and, and many countries have embraced the new trend of, of as you mentioned, El Quinn, making cities more bike friendly. But it, it turns out that here in the U.S., um, many cities in the U.S. haven't been as accommodating. And, and, I, and I, that's where I want to go next, El Quinn, because uh, we here on Current Sports, we have highlighted a few unfortunate stories in regards to uh, biking safety or lack thereof. Um, I don't know if you heard, but former Utah Jazz Center, sadly, Mark Eaton, he yeah. passed away at the age of 64 this year. Former Dallas Mavericks big man, Sean Bradley, uh, he was hit by a bike this year and is now paralyzed. Yeah. And, and most recently, um, New York Jets assistant coach, uh, who was accredited in, in changing the lives of many superstar NFL quarterbacks out there, including Peyton Manning. But um, unfortunately, Greg Knapp, he was killed by a driver also when biking. Mm -hmm. uh, just can, can you just expound upon a little bit more, El Quinn, on the importance of bike safety and, and why we are having these bike wars here in America and why so many accidents unfortunately happen? Sure. 
two things. Um, I am, and I always say I'm a planner by nature. Um, I love zoning and planning. And one of the greatest quotes I ever read, and I can't remember the guy's name, but he said, if you will build cities for automobiles, you will get automobiles. But if you build cities for people and pedestrians and bicycles, that's what you will get. And, and I love that concept because for for so much of our, our period in America, we built cities for automobiles, and that was it. And so now we're faced with several different things. We're faced with impatience. We're faced with distractions. Um, texting and phone use in vehicles is, you know, exponentially a huge problem. But so is food and makeup and, and reading and lots of other stuff, too. Um, so I think the biggest thing that could happen is if in driver's ed, if they could have a chapter on what what they need to do with bicyclists and making sure that we are prepared and looking and, and we are all active. And I don't mean just the driver, the passenger as well. I can't tell you how many times that, you know, I'm looking and I'm saying, oh, there's a deer. Watch out, honey. And, and he's able to, you know, navigate that. But the same should be true for cyclists and for, you know, just in general, you go into a busy town and you see pedestrians. You know, I, I had three children. Every once in a while, that kid got loose and, you know, was in the street before I had a chance to grab a hold of him. So I think every single one of us needs to take vigilance in operating our motor vehicles so that we are careful and so that we can try to avoid every situation possible. We know that every situation isn't always avoidable, but but most of them are. So if if we take a personal responsibility in that direction, that would be a huge step in the right direction, but also it needs to come during driver's ed. It needs to come as the parents are training children as they're driving, you know, giving them that time and saying, oh, hey, there's a, there's a cyclist. What are you going to do now? And, and making sure that that is reinforced with our youth, with, with every person that we get in the vehicle with. That is such a good idea, L. Quinn. And yes, it's about uh, that education and 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 about you know respecting the road and sharing the road with with bikers um, sure. because we are in an ever changing world now and more and more people are biking. So, right. L. And, Quinn, and, yes, and then and then I'm sorry, one more thing. No, go ahead. If if we as people, when we know that there are road construction things coming up, if we can employ implore our city officials to always include bike lanes and to and to try and, and engineer things so that our roads are more bike friendly, that we have wider shoulders, that you know we we have the capacity to you know to to utilize those. So it, it comes from the top down and the bottom up both ways. That is so true. I love that, L. Quinn. And and you know for now now I want to dive into bike to build uh, for our listeners out there that that don't know about this amazing, amazing event that you guys hold annually, can can you just kind of tell us um, a little bit about the history, Elquin? How did it start? What is it? Give us give us all those fun details. Sure. Um, this is our twelfth year. Originally, it was a um, a relationship between Lansing affiliate and um, Clinton. We were just Clinton at that time, and. Um, so 
uh, they wanted to do a bike ride that um, because the you know that seemed to be uh, a trend that was coming up twelve years ago, um, and so they created Bike to Build. It was like I say a partnership between both Lansing and Clinton Habitat. Um, and about five years ago, I think um, Lansing decided they just didn't want to do that anymore. Um, and so Clinton took it over. And then when we merged with Grashit, we are Clinton Grashit. So um, we've been going strong. And um, last year, we actually did Bike to Build during COVID. Um, and I would like to say that um, it's changed quite a bit since, you know, when we used to be able to do it. Um, we're all wearing masks. We have to do all individual things. So used to be, you know, we had jars of peanut butter and, and people could, you know, butter their peanut butter, their bagels and stuff at the rest stops. Now we have individual peanut butter containers, individual things. Everything is um, done as touchless as possible. Um, but um, we, we made it as safe as possible as well. We provide our rest stops um, with um, all of the sanitary items that they need, the, um, the um, hand wash, the masks, um, everything that they need um, for running a safe um, rest stop. We partner with churches, which is one of the best things in the universe because we have a lot of women that ride and they would prefer not to use porta potties. And I totally get that because I'm a girly girl. And if I can use a real bathroom instead of a porta potty, I'm all in. Mm -hmm. um, and so, but at our, um, at our lunch place, um, everything is done individually. We have individual lunches uh, versus, you know, people picking things, you know, up off of a, you know, of a big tray or whatever. So um, it, um, we, we have rides that um, are as, as little as this. And, and this is something brand new. We have a, a new little ride, a 12, approximately a 12 mile ride that involves some of the um, paths and, um, um, routes around DeWitt. Um, that one isn't advertised because it just kind of came to, to fruition the last couple days. Um, but a 20 mile, a 37 mile, a 53 mile, and a 77 mile. If you do the 77 mile, you will be able to touch five rest stops along the way. And then, and then lunch is always included. So, um, and, and because it starts at North Point um, Community Church, Thank you, North Point. You've been such a wonderful partner. They can come back and it's air conditioned. And so regardless of whether they do a 12 mile or a 77 mile, they can come back and rest and uh, catch their breath before heading on to their next adventure. So, wow. I, I love this. And, and Elquin, again, this is, this is the, you guys didn't have this last year, did you? We did. We were. You one did. Of the, you guys we, had it last year. We wow. Were one of the, yeah, we were one of the few places that actually had it. And like I said, we did everything so well with all within all the COVID um, needs and and mm. you know hand sanitizers, masks, um, individual stuff. Um, it really was, it, it went well and, and everybody was so happy that they finally had a place to go to ride. So <laughs> that and, is and, awesome. Know, we, we couldn't do this without our sponsors too. You know, we've been so thankful for, you know, like bike works, MSUFCU, um, uh, Meyer and, um, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, creative genius, Mala, um, Jackson, Jackson and Hayes. And I know I'm going to rattle these on young of St. John's. And then, you know, John and Leslie Salemi, we had an anonymous donor, Michael Willis, 
Um, we've had Coca-Cola help us out, Great Lakes Coca-Cola, because they help supply some of the drinks for um, our riders. Uh, Jet Speed Printing printed all of our maps and routes for us. Uh, Mount Olive Pickles, God bless them. So we used to be able to put pickles out. We can't do that. So we have individual packets of pickles. Um, McDonald's, wow. McDonald's supplied like mustard and mayonnaise packets for the sandwiches. Um, and um, Big Boy in St. John's supplied all of our uh, prepackaged, uh, you know, like a spoon, a fork, a knife, and a napkin. And, uh, and then, of course, all of our churches, Faith Fellowship, Middleton Community, Pilgrim United, Wacusta UMC, uh, St. Paul's Lutheran, and North Point. So, I mean, this is a huge endeavor that a lot of people help us with. And we've got a great committee and we've got great people like you that help us um, spread the word and create a really fun event um, that gets people out and um, that really... Um, um, it, it's just fun. It's just fun. We have, we have people that, you know, are not morning people that come out and volunteer and they're there at six o'clock in the morning. And they say, this is the only event we would ever be there at six o'clock in the morning for. So um, it's really great. And, and it's wonderful to work with a, a, a super group of people and, um, and, and then just being able to see people come back year after year and, you know, they're bringing their kids and their kids are getting older and, um, um, it's fun to watch them all all um, all uh, grow up and 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 Jim um, G- Jim Geyer from WLNS always yes. gives us perfect weather, so um, <laughs> we got to give him kudos too because you know if it's rainy and windy we don't get the turnout, but if it's sunshiny and pretty you know um, we get them. So um, yeah. you know people can register the day of and they can still register at uh, www.cgclinton.org. And I'm, I'm sorry, cghabitat.org. Um, mm-hmm. And um, so, um, but but they can certainly come out the day of and, and check it all out. And, and I think they'll be glad they did. All right, more with L. Quinn Lincoln Keon, Executive Director at Habitat for Humanity of Clinton and Gratiot County, and more concerning Bike to Build right after this. Oh, I, I love this. And, and folks, again, as you just heard from L. Quinn, you, you, you talk about how ingrained this event is in the community and how 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 it's really done wonders and, and is such a, a symbol of hope for for so many. Um, and it's just an example of, of how we should be reaching out and, and, and giving back to our communities and helping people who need the help. This event is that. And it's so funny. You mentioned Jim Geyer. You know, that was that was my coworker, uh, my, my, my guy back when I was um, an anchor and reporter, uh, sports anchor and reporter back at, uh, at WLNS TV six. And I, and I love Jim. Uh, if, yeah, if you see him, Oh, I love, Oh, tell him I said, hello, please I tell will. Jim. I, said hello. I, I, I love Jim. You know, we used to, we used to talk roller coasters all the time as well. He's a oh, big yes. roller coaster guy like myself. So <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> a roller coaster maven. Yeah. Oh man. He is the expert. He could like write a, write a book on the biggest coasters in the world. Right. But yeah, that, that's my guy. I, I love him. And, and what you guys are doing is so incredible. And as you said, El Quinn, uh, for anybody, and we're going to put all this information as well uh, when we post today's current sports, but again, that's CG habitat. 
org is where you can you can go online and check out more information. You can sign up day of. Is it a was it a thirty five dollar entry fee, Elquin? It is. It is, and you know, just so everybody knows, the thirty five dollars goes toward every project that Habitat does in this next year. So it's not just being able to come out and do a really cool ride and get really great um, treats at all of the rest stops, but it's about really making a difference in people's lives. And, you know, I always used to say, you know, it makes a difference in our communities, but it's really about lives. It's about people. It's about your neighbor. It's about your aunt. It's about your grandmother who needs a wheelchair, you know? And so it's, it's really about $35 can help change a life. That's right. And you get a cool ride. <laughs> and you get a cool ride. Exactly. That, helmets that so required. Fun. Helmets yes. required. Yes, helmets required. That's important. Helmets yes. are required. We like safety. Yes, safety. And we do first. have SAG service. I do need to mention that. Mm-hmm. We do have two SAG drivers um, that um, go out. So if you blow a tire, if you know, if you get exhausted and you thought you could do the 77, but you really should have done the 53, you can call SAG service. They'll come pick you up and, uh, or, or attend to some of your needs. So you guys have it all figured out. I love it. L Quinn. And again, uh, and you know, bike those... works, I do need to mention bike works will have their, their repair truck there as well. So, um, so that's a new addition for this year, um, that we're really excited about because, you know, we're pretty limited with what we can do, but bike works might be able to, to help somebody out. That's a, you know, that's a, a real, you know, big time rider that needs a little something extra that, that we can't do. So. Oh, that is so awesome. And, and, yeah, Elkwood, and do you guys have a goal as far as riders are concerned? I mean, how many riders do you average and how many did you have last year? We typically average about a hundred every year. Wow. Um, and, but we're hoping for 150 this year. Oh, that's and, awesome. And we're, and we're partway there. Um, we have more pre-registrants this year than we have in probably the last 10 years. So, um, so we're excited. So we're encouraging people to come out. And the other thing is, is, you know, you don't have to just give $35. You can make a donation the day of, um, we take checks, credit card and cash. So, um, and, um, yeah, we have t-shirts and, um, so, um, you know, it's just, it's, it's a really great event and, you know, we appreciate you so much for, um, you know, for helping us promote this. Because the bottom line is, is we want to help as many families as we possibly can. We want to help as many individuals as we possibly can. Senior citizens, veterans, um, single moms, dual parents, everyone. We, we want to be able to do more. And the way that we are able to do more is when people come out and support the, one, this event. Without a doubt. And it's our pleasure, L. Quinn. I mean, you know, I've always said, you know, once I got behind this mic here at WKAR, it's uh, it's not just my responsibility to talk sports. Um, it's my responsibility to to have guests, incredible guests like yourself who are doing amazing things in the community and giving back to the community. Um, having you on the airwaves to talk about this and to get our community involved in, in these kind of philanthropic um, uh, endeavors, it, it's my responsibility. So I'm just doing my job and you are doing one incredible job. Uh, again, the event uh, this, uh, this Saturday, right? August 7th from, yes. uh, from what, 7 a.m. to 3 p.m.? Yes, indeed. There we go. And again, we'll have all this information on our website 
L. Quinn, it is so good to hear your voice. And also a big shout out to Dawn Parker as well. Um, who, who I love her to death uh, and, <laughs> and she does a remarkable job and she's always keeping me in the loop. Uh, thank you so much, Dawn. But L. Quinn, um, I'll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow up with you uh, after Saturday just, just to see how things went. But I know it's going to be one incredible event. And thank you so much for sharing your time right here on Current Sports. Oh, thank you for having me. And, you know, I'm giving you cyber hugs right now. So <laughs> until we meet again and we can do real hugs, because I'm, I'm sure missing them. I, I, right? Especially yours, El Quinn, and Dawn's. <laughs> so, yes, we will definitely, when, when, when all this stuff clears up and when we get past this fourth wave with the Delta variant, uh, th- those hugs will be coming, okay? All right, we'll see it then. Okay, much thanks to L. Quinn Lincoln Keon, Executive Director at Habitat for Humanity of Clinton and Gratiot County. Again, go out and support, grab your bike, $35 entry fee, 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. this Saturday. Uh, just a great event to give back to the community. Uh, L. Quinn Lincoln Keon, again, Dawn Parker, thank you guys so, so very much. I love having them on the show every year to talk about this event. But, folks, we are out of time. We'll see you right here, same time, same place, on the Wednesday Hump Day edition of WKAR's Current Sports. Until then, be smart, be safe, and be easy, people.